This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, February 8th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. The president wants to cut aid to Pakistan, but his tone and rhetoric suggest that even mere diplomatic relations may not be all that important to him. The Cato Institute's Sahar Khan discusses how the United States ought to proceed in getting cooperation from Pakistan in a very troubled region. During the ramping up of the war on terror uh, mm-hmm. under President Bush, George W. Bush, mm-hmm. Um, he, pres- he we had a really good relationship, at least with the leadership in Pakistan, but that relationship itself seemed to have been sort of counterproductive in a way that the, the, the public in Pakistan didn't like the fact that the leadership of Pakistan had such a positive relationship with the U.S. We gave right. them tons of money. Mm-hmm. They did some stuff for us. But all in all, uh, how do you evaluate Pakistan as uh, helpful – to U.S. efforts, whether we can talk about whether those are good efforts or not, mm-hmm. but how helpful were they in, in the last 20 years? Well, I think Pakistan and the United States have always had a troubled relationship. And so to say that they haven't been completely helpful is also an incorrect assessment. I think Pakistan has been helpful in the sense that they are the most efficient um, way to get resources to U.S. troops in Afghanistan, and they have been helpful in that regard. Um, They've opened up their land bases. They do intelligence coordination. They have also done joint operations with U.S. forces within Pakistan and also in Afghanistan. So the militaries, both sides, have a relationship. Um, And every time the political aspect has a disagreement, it impacts the ground reality. And so even when the United States has singled out Pakistan for supporting the Haqqani Network and the Afghani Taliban. Um, Pakistan has shut down supply routes um, to U.S. troops in Afghanistan, which have, of course, negatively impacted um, U.S. strategy in Afghanistan. So I think that insulting Pakistan is um, counterproductive and it undermines U.S. interests in Afghanistan. So you make, you make reference to insulting Pakistan. You're, you're referring to Donald Trump very recently talking about wanting to cut off aid to Pakistan because they have been an unreliable ally in a lot of ways. Right. I'm actually referring directly to the tweet that President Trump sure. um, did. Um, so it's not necessarily the aid cutting that's insulting. It's just his rhetoric, which, you know, is important when you want to pursue a diplomatic um, approach. Um, I feel that for um, President Trump, tweeting seems to be something he doesn't give much thought to. Um, and unfortunately, his tweets have a lot of effect on bilateral relations with other countries. What's the best case scenario for the U.S. relations with Pakistan down the road? It, it, it seems, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems that to have a, really, a president who's really friendly with leadership in Pakistan is not a good thing for that leader. <laughs> Right, right. I agree with that. Um, I think the f- the main thing that they should focus on is both countries need to build trust and they need to be more transparent with their goals and how to achieve them. So basically, they should stop trying to persuade each other and instead come to the table with one major agreement, which is that they want U.S. troops to withdraw from Afghanistan and then go from there. Okay. So what, what does, how does Pakistan benefit from U.S. troops leaving Afghanistan? Well, um, foreign occupation has been a big source of contention within publics, and I think that the Pakistani public certainly views U.S. troops as problematic. Um, Now, as Pakistan is going through its own democratic evolution, it 
does take into account what the public thinks. And so I think for the United States, it's just better for U.S.-Pakistan relations, for U.S.-Afghan relations to not be there militarily. It's interesting that if if Pakistan is becoming a more, let's say, accountable state to the public, that that actually makes it less likely that they would want to work with the United States. (laughs) Well, I think there are two things, right? I mean, in many ways, the Pakistani public very much wants American visas. You have a large diaspora community within the United States um, who very much call themselves hyphenated Americans, Pakistani Americans. And so we have that relationship. And in that way, Pakistan is not different from, say, any other country um, who wants to immigrate to to the United States. And so the public does have sometimes a favorable view of the United States. I think what they don't like is that the United States somewhat undermines the Pakistani military's contribution to the global war on terror. Now, this is separate from the public's view of the role of the Pakistani military in civil society. That is a different issue. But I think for the president to sort of dismiss um, Pakistani soldiers and their lives and their families that have impacted by the global war on terror is something that the Pakistani public perceives as an insult. And you would think that if, if you care about making a war on terror more sustainable, that is to say, you know, snuff it out wherever uh, these terror groups pop up, Mm -hmm. you would want a military in those countries where you would otherwise be fighting Mm -hmm. to be able to crow about their successes and not have the United States uh, take, uh, I guess, undue – credit for having made those achievements. It seems like we've made the same mistake in Iraq. Um, I agree with you. I, th- I think that the United States, it's in their interest to um, highlight all the contributions that the Pakistani military has made. Um, and certainly, Pakistan has sponsored militant groups. They have a good relationship with the Haqqani Network. They have a good relationship with the Afghani Taliban. We can discuss whether or not They have influence to bring both these groups to the table, um, but they do have a good relationship. The United States perceives that as sponsoring these groups. And the military, Pakistani military, has always had a good relationship with militant groups. I mean, this goes back back to the Mujahideen. So the United States has certainly used the Pakistan military to foster its relationship with various militant groups in the region. So the U.S., then you would argue the U.S. needs to put itself in a position of not particularly caring how these two groups get along or how these two countries get along. Right, absolutely. And I think that both Pakistan and the United States have openly said that whatever happens with these groups is the responsibility of the Afghani people and the Afghani government. And so even though, you know, the Taliban maybe perhaps might go into power one day, that's, uh, we don't know that. But if they do, then at some point, both Pakistan and the United States might have to come to terms with it. If Donald Trump woke up tomorrow and decided he wanted to dramatically improve uh, U.S. relations with uh, Pakistan, what would be steps one through three? (laughs) I think step one would be to probably go to Pakistan himself and meet the prime minister and the president there to show an effort of goodwill, um, to discuss openly that he would like to cut aid, especially the coalition support fund and the foreign military fund, but to be very transparent about it and make a timetable about it so that Pakistanis don't feel that this relationship is purely transactional. And then, of course, on the military side, side, um, continue with joint operations and continue with intelligence sharing. All right. And to the extent that the United States is complaining about the relationships that 
the Pakistani hat government has with militant groups, groups that have ties to more extremist activities. Um, you know, there are other countries that have the same problem that Donald Trump has proclaimed a very warm relationship with. Right. Absolutely. I think with Pakistan, I mean, if the United States wants to single out Pakistan for sponsoring militant groups and to criticize them and basically try to change their behavior and try to stop them from sponsoring militant groups, they cannot do so without evaluating their relationship with the Saudis. Um, Saudi Arabia has been a major funder of Wahhabi ideology, of extremist ideology in Pakistan and also elsewhere. And this is a known fact. So even if um, Pakistan says that they don't want to sponsor militant groups anymore, um, it's not an on and off switch. And um, certainly the United States has to evaluate its relationship with Saudi Arabia. Sahar Khan is a visiting research fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast at iTunes and Google Play. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. 